Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Dragon Quest FM, where we talk about and obsess over Dragon Quest. Uh, this week's character spotlight is all about Veronica. Yeah, I really love Kristen Bell. Veronica Mars is one of my favorite TV shows. Uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's so bad. Um, <laughs> we are, of course, talking about Veronica from Dragon Quest Eleven. I just love it. It's, it is one of my favorite TV shows, so... I watched it. I watched like one episode and it was high school and I was like, nah. Yeah, it is. It is high school. They go into college and then the later ones are uh, the movie and beyond or them being or them as adults. Like it's it's good stuff. Yeah, pretty much. If I, if I sit down and anything starts off in high school, I'm just like, nah. <laughs> I just, disc, disc. Uh, yeah, this is not for me. Uh, so uh, Veronica, today's episode all about Veronica. Obligatory spoiler warning, I guess, right here. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be lots of spoilers. Lots of them. Like, I don't think there's any way not to like, even just the reasons that we like her are spoilers. So, uh, so, so you have been warned. This is just straight up spoiler cast. So in last week's episode, we actually talked about the vocation system and about how each of the characters kind of embody a different uh, member of that classic Dragon Quest vocation system. Veronica is the mage, like hardcore. She's the mage. Yeah, there's no, like, even, like, her blurring the line, like, straight-up mage. And I love it. So, some just, like, fast little quick facts, I guess, here about Veronica. Uh, just on the off chance that you're listening to this and have not played the game. Uh, she is She's a keeper from Arborea. Uh, it's her job to find the Luminary, protect him, and help him on his quest. It's her job and her sister. She's got a twin sister, Serena, and they are keepers. They share the soul of Serenica, who is like the great sage that used to travel with the legendary luminary. His name was Erdwan. So through some like weird, like Japanese spirituality kind of thing, uh, they inherited her soul. But because they were twins, I guess like the embryo split or whatever, uh, one of them got half of Serenica's personality and the other one got the other half of Serenica's personality. And their names kind of represent that because you got Veronica and Serena you combine them, you get Serenica. See how that works? Yeah, and and it's weird to me. Like this is one of the more interesting things they did with story and character. It's like splitting someone's soul between two people. Like it's it's odd, really. But I liked the way that it ended up playing out throughout the game. Yeah, I think I think Serena and Veronica have possibly the most interesting mechanic of any of the characters in the game. Uh, because of because of the whole like soul inheritance thing yeah but also just because it's it's an interesting twin dynamic with them because veronica's personality is very much she's this tough sassy nobody's gonna mess with me kind of character but she's also she's bold but she also she cares for people you know she might not necessarily show it but she really cares for people and then you have serena who is serene 
Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah, you know, she's all calm. She's quiet. She's more reserved and conservative, I guess, with her like opinions and her words and things like that, especially early on in the game. She's extremely quiet. And we're going to talk about Serena next week, so I don't want to talk about her too much today. But I do think that's interesting, their personalities, and just that you have these twins, but it's a Dragon Quest game, so they're not content with just giving you like two identical twins, and one's a mage and one's a priest. They have to change it up a little bit. And so Veronica, apparently they have a run-in with some monsters before you ever meet them, and Veronica, she uses up like a whole lot of her magic, her magic gets drained, and it causes her to have the appearance of a kid again. Right. And this is one of those those moments, like throughout the entire storyline, like where she gets her magic drained, she turns back into a kid again, and that she's trying to become an adult again, like become her old self. And this is the point where I am completely and totally unable to uh, lie, like empathize and, and understand. I'm like, if I had the chance to turn back into a kid, but keep everything like growing on, that's like a lot of years added onto your life and being able to do, I'm like, yeah, let me be a kid again. I'll, uh, I'll deal with that and uh, keep, you know, get an extra 20, 30 years. But does she, I mean, it gives her the appearance of a kid, but her voice hasn't changed and her her magic ability hasn't really changed. I mean, like, I think I don't know. I would assume I would assume that, uh, you know, with the body of a kid, like she's she's like gone back in aging. I'd be like, I'd be trying it out. Yeah, I never looked at I never thought about it that way. But yeah, I mean, I just kind like, of you can just grow up again. And I mean, growing up kind of stinks. But at the same time, it's like I'd take it over again. Yeah. And see, I just kind of thought she was stuck that way. Like she would never grow up. She would never, she would just, she would be like this kid and her like insides are aging. And then she just, you know, dies, I guess. Now, if that were the case, I didn't even think about like her not aging after that. Like that could stink. Being a kid forever would be awful, but like getting another shot at it, like going back, what I, if I knew what I know now, <laughs> that's what, it, that's what I thought of. Like if I could go back to being a teenager again, it's like she had the chance. Yeah, but I think for her, I think for her, it's like it's like the worst fate almost because she's got that really strong personality type. Like she wants to be a leader and she even functions. I mean, she even functions as a leader within your party. So I think for her, it's like it's probably not an ideal situation. And it's also it's really cool that they they made the sister with that personality the the kid you know what i mean right if, that's if true because serena almost acts more childish because of the way she's quiet and she's naive yeah she is like you're right it's the, that 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 naivety there naivete that uh, goes along with it you're absolutely right and so so for veronica it's this really nice juxtaposition because you have this really like strong-willed person and right. with powerful magic but She's trapped in this body of a child and it just hates it. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. I I could actually see that being kind of like you. Like if you were like, hey, Austin, be nine again, but have your crotchety old man personality right now and no one will take you seriously. Dude, I had my crotchety old man personality when I was nine. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, seriously, I I was I really was. I was born old, man. I don't know. I, I was always old. I don't know. So uh, I wanted to I wanted to give a shout out really quickly to the voice actor. The voice actor who does Veronica, I think, does a fantastic job. Yeah. Her name is Lauren Coe, I guess is how you pronounce it. C-O-E, Lauren Coe, Coe. I would assume, yeah. I actually looked her up on IMDb before we recorded this to see what her other acting credits were. 
because uh, because I was such a fan of her voicing Veronica on this. Right. It looks like she voiced Excalibur. She was the voice of Excalibur in the Camelot series on Stars. Hmm. Yeah. I honestly didn't know that that was a thing, like that that series existed. Oh, really? Mm-mm. Like, I've never, it has not been anything for me. Like, it's, yeah. like, I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Natalie Dormer was in it, but I could just be getting that mixed up because Natalie Dormer is in every high fantasy series that exists on cable television. That is true. She kind of is. I like Natalie Dormer, so that's cool, but... But I'm pretty sure uh, Natalie Dormer was on in Camelot as well. Huh, that's neat. But yeah, so anyway, I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen the show either. Uh, but anyway, I, I just thought that was cool. I just wanted to kind of look up some of her other credits. The other ones are mostly uh, like BBC shows. Do you remember the, Okay. Like, I guess she was on that show Primal. Do you remember that show? Mm-mm. Like, I remember seeing, no. I, I remember seeing commercials for it, but uh, that's like, that's really all I remember from it. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't even recall that one. Like, I probably would if I saw a logo, but yeah, I don't know. But regardless, she's a fantastic actress and voice actress. Like, of anybody, like, I feel like this would be a character, a person that I could run into. Mm-hmm. And I just looked it up, and Nally Dormer is not on Camelot, so that's just me imagining Nally Dormer in every high fantasy character. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair, but I mean, right? She's in like a ton. I get it. Like even the ones that aren't high fantasy, but are like from that time period. Like she was in the Tudors. Was she? Yeah, she was Anne Boleyn in the Tudors. That's like the first thing I remember okay. ever like seeing or hearing her in. See, and I need to see that. I've been actually really wanting to watch that after I watched The Witcher because it made me love Henry Cavill so much. So that's cool. Yeah, uh, I tried watching the Tudors back when it was like the show to watch, right? And uh, I, I just I didn't like enough of the actors that are in it. So, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. You and me do have different tastes on stuff like that. Yeah. So, why do we love Veronica? We did this last week as well. Uh, we went on Twitter. We asked people, "Why do you love Veronica?" Uh, we got a lot of answers. So, thanks to everybody who sent us answers. Uh, We didn't really have time to read all of them today because we did get a lot, uh, but we've kind of got some highlights. So apparently a lot of people love her sass and how she's a force to be reckoned with, (laughs) which isn't surprising to me. Is that surprising to you? No, I love her sass. Like, like you, you, you meet Veronica and it's like you stepped in a big pile of sassy. It's, it's great. Yeah. So zero Steve Whitcamp, Fem Trooper, Chris Kane, Omar, all of these people on Twitter uh, said that that's reasons that they love her. Like you, like BJ here, Steve and Felicia Oliveras also said that Veronica is their favorite character from Eleven. Hmm. So not only do people like her sass, but quite a few people uh, mentioned that she was their favorite character uh, in the whole game. So that's interesting. I uh, get it. A close second, if we're keeping a tally here, I guess, a close second, a lot of people said uh, that they like how powerful she is because she's this really powerful mage. And they said, that they kept her in battle pretty much as soon as she joins your party, they kept her in their party like the entire time. And I think you were that way too, right? Yeah, I was that way. Like she very rarely left my party that uh, the mage is one of those staples for me in pretty much every RPG. Mm-hmm. So whenever she came in there, like even after getting Rab and the Sage, it was still Veronica was like, I liked her way better in combat than Rab, uh, but I kept both of them in generally. It was hero uh veronica rab and sylvando most of the time for me gotcha uh captain crete and lurok both specifically 
uh, mentioned Magic Burst as being this just super OP spell of awesomeness. And I agree with that. I think even in our tips and tricks episode that we did on Dragon Quest XI, I'm pretty sure I even talked about Magic Burst and using Magic Burst to try to kill the uh, Time Worm super boss mm-hmm. and things, right? Yep, yep. And, uh, you know, I honestly don't think I've ever used Magic Burst in eleven. What? Like, because it's a pet power. And so it was one that I just never, I never went after the super boss either. No, Magic Burst is a regular power. There's a pet power that Serena and Veronica can learn that's called, like, Mega Magic Burst or something like that. Okay, that's what I'm thinking of then. That's the one that I've never used. Mighty Magic Burst is what it's called. Okay. And, and it you, it drains like all of their MP and everything. Okay, I gotcha. That's the one that I've never used. Yeah, I used Magic Burst mostly in the Wheel of Harma stuff because anytime I, when I was trying, you know, because the Wheel of Harma works, you have to pick, you have to pick up the party members in advance before you even yeah. see the fights themselves. Yep. So for me, if I ever got stuck on one, I would like Veronica was kind of my ace in the hole. If I ever got stuck on one, I'd put Veronica in there and just have her magic burst everything because uh, it would drain all of her MP, but more often than not, it would kill everything anyway. So if there was ever like several of the wheel of Harma rounds, I guess is what you would call them. Yeah. They have like uh, massive amounts of enemies. And then some of them, you'll know, call other enemies to join them and stuff. So I would put Veronica in, in my party there and have her use magic burst and just, you know, like kill everything or almost everything in the wheel of harma in that round. Yeah, I could see that. I could totally see that because it does that. Like it's in every dragon quest game I've ever used it in. It just blows everything up. So good. Mm-hmm. Kigalis mentioned equipping her with whips and using twin dragon slash as a great way to kill monsters. And honestly, I don't think I ever used whips with Veronica. Mm-mm. I don't think I ever changed out of uh, was it heavy ones? Heavy ones. Uh-huh. That, that yeah, that's the only one I ever really used with her. I occasionally used others with um, um, Serena, but no, I don't think I ever did anything with uh, with Veronica, other than heavy ones. I always use heavy ones as well, and I, I keep I keep telling myself whenever I play eleven again, I will play eleven again soon probably because it's like my favorite video game. But the thing is, is it's like. I beat it, you know, got a platinum trophy for it in like 2018. And then I played the Switch version and did like pretty much all you could do in the Switch version in 2019. In yep. between that, I played like a good chunk of the 3DS version. Still haven't beaten it, but played a good chunk of the 3DS version. And so it's like, I know I'm going to play 11 again, but right now I'm just trying to focus on other things because a man can only play Dragon Quest 11 so many times. <laughs> I, I I disagree. I think that you will prove that a man cannot only play Dragon Quest XI so many times. I'm pretty sure that you're going to have at least a yearly, maybe even uh, uh, twice a year. Oh yeah, biannually do it, playing through that one. I think I think eleven will be one of those games I play every year, every two years. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, you'll you'll totally do it. Like it's going to replace if it hasn't already Final Fantasy IX in that rotation. Yeah, I don't know. I play. I beat. Played and beat Final Fantasy IX again this year already too. So <laughs> this year already? Yeah, twenty twenty. Oh yeah, I didn't. I don't think I knew that you had played nine already this year. Yeah, I played on Switch. I never played the Switch port of it. Oh, so you finished it on Switch? Yeah, I've played. I've played every port of it now, except for the PC, the PC and iOS ones. I mean, I don't play on PC or on, on phones really. So 
Okay, I, w- I didn't think you had actually finished it on Switch because you would have more problems with it crashing on you. No, yeah, the Switch port of 9 isn't very good. The game's still good, but it's just got a lot of like, crashing issues and lag and stuff. I, I definitely I gotcha. prefer the PS4 one there. But anyway, so on my next replay of 11, what I'm wanting to do is mix up the the weapons that I use on my characters because I've kind of, I, I pretty much played the Switch version of 11 the same as I played the PS4 version. So I kind of would like to go back and maybe use like claws maybe on rab instead of heavy ones because i used heavy ones with him too right like whips maybe with veronica and um you know i always use spears with jade maybe i'll use claws with her too i never i never use claws with anybody i don't think i've ever used claws as a main weapon i've have like got good ones and then like yeah i'll use that instead but like for a little bit but i always end up going back to something like heavy wands or spears uh yeah yeah, I think I think Elena in Dragon Quest Four. Four yeah, thank you. And Dragon Quest Four is the only is the only one I've ever used uh, that used claws. You know, there's that like fighter type, the monk type. Yeah, martial artist. Anyway, but that that's interesting though. That t- apparently, Twin Dragon Slash is a great way to kill a lot of monsters. So I'm gonna have to experiment with that one the next time uh, I I play Dragon Quest Eleven. I want to think about that. Like, I'm next time I play through, I'm definitely going to be using different weapons just to to switch things up. And then going back to the personalities a little bit, a lot of people mention that as well that they they love how caring she is. That she might be this uh, brash and she's a little mean, but she's really protective of the people she cares about. Callum Stanley said uh, that it's a girl who will insult you while setting you on fire but is willing yeah. to sacrifice it all for her mission, sister, and friends. And I think that's a pretty good way of describing it. She is someone who will insult you while setting you on fire. That she, is absolutely true. And not with a torch. Like, she's going to hurl a fireball at you. Yeah, it's not going to be like a little, oh, you know, you're you're about to burn. It's like, no, you are, you're dead. Yeah, but she is, you know, she's willing to sacrifice it all for, uh, for her friends. And I know we're going to talk about that really soon, too. But I just thought that was a really good way of, kind of describing her personality. And then uh, Kigalis again mentioned kind of like what we were talking about earlier in the episode, but that, uh, you know, she's that mage half of Serenica and that having half of a personality is such an interesting way to build a pair of characters. And, and and I totally agree. And, and, you know, we were talking about that kind of earlier in the episode too, that just having that, like, like it's, it's weird, but it's like, it works, you know, like they, they make it work really, really well in this game. I feel like. It's actually not the first time we have sisters, though, in a Dragon Quest game. Me and Maya are in, that, Dragon, yeah. Quest, are in Dragon Quest 4, and they're a lot like Veronica and Serena. You know, Mina Mina is, is that quiet, conservative healer, and Maya is this, like, loud and proud uh, a dancer, you know, with this almost abrasive personality sometimes. And Mina and Maya are not twins. They look very similar. But, but Mina's younger, and which I think is interesting because we were talking about how Serena it, it kind of acts younger out of the the pair of twins there. Yeah, and M- Mina and Serena kind of have very similar personalities, and Maya and Veronica are kind of similar as well. I also have twins. <laughs> yes, of I, I have course. Tw- I have twin girls, Rowan and Nora, and whenever I was playing when Dragon Quest uh, Eleven first came out on the PS4, they had not been home a terribly long time because they were born extremely premature. And so they stayed in the hospital for like 117 days after they were born. So they 
were home just a few months, I think, when 11 came out. So they were like really little when the first time I played 11. And now, were they? Because you got it over Christmas. They were, were they? Yeah, I guess they were out of. I got the it. Hospital then. No, I I started playing Dragon. Oh, Quest you got? Like, I got it for you for your birthday. Yeah, that it was, was it. It was in November. Yeah, it was like very early November, beginning of November, and they didn't come home from the hospital until like March. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean they'd, they'd yeah. been home like six months, which they'd been in the hospital almost that long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so it was just kind of interesting because I had like twin daughters at home, like new twin daughters at home, and then I was playing this game that had twin girls in it, and. Now they're two, and so they kind of have even more personalities. <laughs> like they're really starting to show. And mm-hmm. I, I think I think Rowan is probably the Veronica of the bunch because Rowan she's she's a firecracker, you know. Mm-hmm. She is like she is she's sassy. She's sassy already. Yeah, like she's she's also she's the one that's like always she's always got to go, you know. Like and she she brings Nora along with her. <laughs> mm. Like and okay. Nora's kind of more the follower, and Nora's also quiet quiet like serena uh nora however does have a huge temper like does she yeah like rowan's a firecracker but nora is quiet but then if you like make her mad she's like gonna explode i don't think i've ever seen her explode like that when i've been down there just typical uh baby stuff like toddler stuff but i haven't seen her do that oh yeah oh yeah man she she's got (laughs) she's scary (laughs) 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 but but i definitely think rowan um She's the Veronica. She's like, hey, we got we got to go and do this. Come on. And, and you know, Nora's following her around. So so if I, if I had to choose between my own twins, I definitely think Rowan's the Veronica, Nora's the Serena. So we need to talk about Veronica within the story here. But before we do that, uh, it's time for our part of the show that we like to call Shameless Self-Promotion. Shameless. Wow talk about shameless oh that's awesome good job so we do have a patreon page uh we have been doing i've been doing daily episodes uh, on there every day since quarantine started and now it's a lockdown so the episodes just keep rolling out on the day we're recording i think we are up to day 22 day 22 man so it's kind of like a companion series i guess to dragon quest fm lately in that uh the last few days i've been kind of taking looks at like Dragon Quest directors who directed this game, this game, and then who went on to like found this company or this company and then making these video games. So I kind of have been taking a more like, I don't know what you call it, like academic approach, I guess, maybe. I don't know. I feel like I've been lecturing more because it's just me on there. So I feel like I've just been talking more about like the technical stuff that goes on in Dragon Quest rather than just kind of nerding out about it like we do on here. Right. Uh, So that's been kind of interesting, been fun. Uh, And Thanks to all the people who've been listening and giving me positive feedback on it. That really, uh, you know, makes my day when somebody uh, like talks about it and stuff. And not all of those are Patreon exclusive. You can listen to some of them, see if you like them, and then decide that you want to become a member and listen to all of them. That's true. Yeah, I try to keep it about 50-50. That way our patrons get kind of like exclusives, but then that way people can also kind of sample some of it, you know. Uh, and then the other thing that we actually haven't ever talked about on here, BJ that we should totally promote is that our geek to geek site, we have reviews on them. 
Yes, we have lots of reviews on them, actually. We are doing a lot of video game reviews. We've got movie stuff going on with uh, Mr. Alarm, Steve Whitcamp, writing about uh, schlocky uh, 80s and B movies. Uh, We've got tons of uh, just new content coming out, uh, and specifically the video game reviews. Like, we're... uh, like there are dozens up there now. It's crazy. Like there are more coming out that I didn't even know were going up. Yeah, yeah. We we generally have you know two or three video game reviews a week. Uh, I do regular posts on there at DragonQuestAustin.com, and then Daniel has now started doing a Final Fantasy fourteen regular yep. blog. Uh, it's called the Aorzean Archive. Uh, Scott is doing Geekery Toy Box regular posts where he talks about uh, you know just the latest collectibles and some of the collectibles he likes and stuff because. Scott knows a ton of stuff about toys. He is. He is the toy man. He knows his stuff. Yeah. Data Error does regular posts on there uh, talking about video games, anime. Uh, so we, so it really has just a little bit for everybody, right? Even if you're not that into video games, like there's lots of pop culture stuff on there. I think you've reviewed some TV shows on there, right? Like The Witcher and some other stuff. Yeah, I did The Witcher, and uh, I can't remember what else I've actually done there. I know I did a Jedi Fallen Order review on there. Uh, just lots of cool stuff. So y'all can go to geek2geekmedia.com to see all of it, or geek2geekmedia.com slash reviews specifically to go to that section. All right, so let's talk about Veronica within the story. The first time you meet her, you're in Hado with the hot springs, and she's lost her sister. Like we talked about last week, uh, Eric and the Luminary, you try to help her out. Doesn't go so well. Uh, you, you kidnap a little girl. <laughs> because she says she's missing her sister. And you're like, cool, let's go find a, a kid without parents. And you do. And it is not Veronica's it's sister. It's not Serena. It is not. <laughs> <laughs> but eventually, you do help Veronica uh, find Serena. And then uh, by like a crazy amount of luck, I guess, serendipity, fate, whatever you want to call it. It turns out that Serena and Veronica, they've been looking for you. They're like, hey, they've been sent from Arborea. They're like, hey, we got to uh, find the Luminary. We got to protect him. We're helping him on his quest to the world tree to save the world. And so thankfully you guys bump into each other and Hado. And one of the things that I love about just when you first meet her is that this kid just got kicked out of a bar. It's like she's mad because she can't go into a bar. <laughs> and I'm just like, it sets up everything, the entire tone from that point. Yeah, well, that and also like, you know, the way she's talking down to like Eric and the Luminary. <laughs> it's true. She is because she's sassy. Yeah. Veronica, she also has the best outfits, I think, in, in the game. I honestly never used any of the ridiculous outfits with her. What? Like the the pig suit, the kitty suits. You love gaudy outfits. I do, but they're not my kind of gaudy. I don't know. I just didn't like them. I mean, I like them. I like seeing them, but I don't like seeing them like in cutscenes and battle and stuff. That's crazy. That's crazy to me. You just like shattered my world. Everything I know about you and like the gaudiness and just, I don't know. Anyway, I really liked her cat suit. I think is cute. You know, she gets a black one later on. Right. Uh, that she can wear a black cap. And then uh, the the pig suit, I think, was new for 11S. And then you actually get a fairy suit that makes you look like Stella from Dragon Quest Nine. I never got that one. I, I want that one. Yeah, you get it, I believe, from... What's their names? Whambolina and, you know, the fighters that you have uh-huh. to fight. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you huh. get them from one of them. I can't believe it's Wambolina or her partner whose name I can't think of right now. All I can think of is uh, Cinderfella, uh, Ciderfella from uh, Snack World. So yeah. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, I really liked Veronica's uh, outfits. I think my favorite is still probably Silvando's like cowboy outfit that he has in 11S, the, the newest one. Mm. Because for some reason, I like cowboy outfits. You know, we're talking about I, that. I, I, I really. Yeah. Weird. It's like the 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 cowboy hat with like, like kind of grizzled bounty hunter, you know, like, look, right. I just think it looks cool. Kind of like Stranger's Wrath and Odd World or like Cad Bane and Star Wars. Yeah, that's true. Like, there's just something cool about that kind of like, you know, like Clint Eastwood, man with no name, like Western look. Mm. I don't know, yeah, I cool. never really tied it together. That that's something that you like. Uh, yeah. I always think of sailor stuff for you. Roland in uh, the Dark Tower series. Yeah. You know, yeah, there's just something cool about like, you know, that kind of character. I don't know. Either way, Veronica, I really like her outfits. They're kind of silly and everything. And then uh, she's always she's always looking out for her friends, though. I mean, she's a bit crass, but she's always looking out for people. Uh, I kind of like one of my favorite moments is when you're in uh, Gondolia and you're helping the kids. You know, it's like the mayor's kid and his right. friend. You're helping them out. And the fun thing about Dragon Quest games is they'll ask you yes or no questions. And uh-huh. if you say no, it doesn't really let you say no, but usually a funny scene will play out if you answer no. Yeah, it's there so that they can uh, basically shame you into doing the right thing. Yeah, one of my favorite no's in the entire game. Because I, I love just saying no in Dragon Quest Eleven just to see how the other characters react. Right. And, and sometimes it's the, just a generic like, what? I didn't hear you. And you have to say yes, you know. But a lot yeah. of times there's some really funny things that happen. And so this was one of my favorite ones is when she asks you if you're going to help and you say no. And it's extra funny because I had her in the kitty cat suit at the time. <laughs> so she looks like this little kitty cat and you tell her no. And she's like, you monster. <laughs> and she's dressed up like a kitty cat. Like, and it cracks me up. Yeah. Because it's just Veronica yelling at the luminary and calling him a monster because he says he's not going to help these kids. <laughs> I don't know if I did that one or not. I may have, it sounds familiar. I probably did that one. Uh, yeah, it was. That's probably my my favorite. No, I guess I don't know. I really like the 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 one when, when you're in the strand. You can tell Jade no, and she like pretends like she's gonna kick you in the face, and she stops just like an inch away from your head. I don't think I did that one. No, I I see people share that one on Twitter all the time, but um, but yeah, you can say that one. It's in the it's in the strand. It's when you're like shipwrecked there. And you can tell her no, that you don't want to help. And she like does like a roundhouse kick and stops with her foot just right in front of your face. And then she puts <laughs> her leg down and she's like, I'm sorry, I must have misunderstood you. What was that? <laughs> that's that that one. Uh, that's a good one. Yeah. But anyway, she's always willing to uh, sacrifice things for her friends. Uh, and so that really becomes apparent in act two. Because you learn very late in Act 2, you basically play through all of Act 2 and then realize that the whole reason that you and your friends survived this like catastrophe at the World Tree is because Veronica, she used her magic and she sacrificed herself at the World Tree to save you and your friends. And it's like this heartbreaking moment and just, I mean, personally, I think it's probably the most heartbreaking moment in any Dragon Quest game ever. Yeah. This went hurt bj real deep down (laughs) like she was my favorite and i'm like yay i'm finally gonna get veronica back and then they kill her and it i'm like i i got mad at the screen i I, it's like i I started talking like no 
no, you can't. And uh, it, it, it affected me more than uh, Aerith did in Final Fantasy VII. You know, that's like, you know, what is it, 23 years now of people being sad about it. And I'm like, why does nobody talk about Veronica? Veronica's dead. Like, like it's that's way more in like emotionally resonant for me than uh, than Aerith ever was. Yeah, I mean, and Veronica's in your party way longer at the point when she dies than Aerith yeah. ever is. Maybe it's because you get can get Veronica back. I know we're gonna talk. I know we're jumping ahead a little bit, and we're gonna talk about that here in a few minutes. But may- maybe that's why Veronica dying doesn't have as big of an impact because you can reverse it and act. Yeah. Maybe so, unlike, you know, the two decades of the revive Aerith trick that uh, does not exist. <laughs> you know, as of today, I think as of the people listening to this, the day it comes out, I think Final Fantasy VII Remake comes out today, right? As of listening to this. It comes out on the 10th. So on the 10th. I think that- this episode is live on the 10th, right? Yeah, I think so. So I'm hoping that that one, I don't think I'm going to buy it on release day because I'm still obsessed over... Uh, Animal Crossing. Crossing, but the I'm hoping that Earth doesn't die in this one. So I'm really hoping I see some stuff at the, as a cliffhanger in this one that she doesn't die. So I'm excited about seeing the spoilers for that one. Cool. I know the spoilers, so I can tell you later. If you want. Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah. We can talk about that later. So yeah, it it is a very heartbreaking moment, and it's also shocking because kind of like you're talking about here, Final Fantasy games. Uh, which you know a lot of western players it's almost their that's almost always their introduction into jrpgs probably is playing a final fantasy game mm-hmm. final fantasy games they, they kill people like all the time it's like no big yeah. deal like it's like joss whedon making jrpgs uh, yeah or flannery o'connor <laughs> <laughs> that's true <laughs> or carol baskin <laughs> just feeding them the tigers yep but Final Fantasy games, you know, it's almost it's almost more shocking in a Final Fantasy game if the entire cast makes it to the end. Yeah, it, it is. Especially like even if the cast makes it to the final boss, usually somebody like dies in like the ending cutscene or something. You know, there's always somebody that gets sacrificed or something mm-hmm. happens. And so it's but Dragon Quest isn't like that. You know, I mean, Dragon Quest five. You definitely have some characters that are important to you that die, but in terms of like your the main you know playable characters that you play as in five, there's not like a there's not character deaths like this, and mm-hmm. so so eleven really shakes things up by you know killing off a character, and for a lot of people who only play to the first credits, like Veronica is always dead. Which is really yeah. sad to think about. Like that really bums me out for everybody who quits on the first credits yep. because to them Veronica is just like always dead. I know, and I tell so many people that it's like you need to play through. Like there's actual real story that keeps going on. Like yeah, it's just post game stuff. And I'm like, no, it's not. And I've I've seen some people like yeah, I may get back to it eventually. And it's like you are seriously missing out on this game not even like you put in three quarters of this game maybe even maybe just two thirds and it's like you you're missing so much and i don't understand how people i don't understand how people don't do this part knowing that there's actual story especially yeah. with stuff like this yeah so so let's just jump straight into act three so after the the first time the credits roll after you defeat mortigan and all of that kind of stuff uh you find out that you can go back in time and save Veronica. You can alter the events at the world tree. And in doing so, it will save Veronica. And so 
you basically sacrifice like your stats for a little while and get sent back to act one before the world tree events. And you go there and things play out a little differently. And then you have to play for about an hour, I would say, maybe two hours, depending on play style. And then you get your stats back and it's like, it's just like all of your like character stats, at least really happened. I am a little sad because it means a lot of the character development in act two really never happened, Mm -hmm. but they kind of, but throughout act three, they kind of course correct it and everything. And so in act three, one of the major things that happens is you do get Veronica back, which I mean, probably, I mean, it had to make you just ecstatic. Like I was so, so happy whenever I got her back because I had hoped that she would come back in the post game. But when you actually get her back in your party, I was like, oh, oh, good. There she is. Like, I can have the party I enjoy playing the most. Mm-hmm. I, I really liked using uh, Serena once she, because, you know, after Veronica dies, Serena kind of becomes this sage like Serenica. So she mm-hmm. can do, she can do mage and priest spells. She's yep. this like super sage now. And it actually made me have Serena in my party starting then because I hadn't used her in my party too much up until yeah. that point. And so it really made me have her in my party. And I really liked like buff, like buff Serena, I guess yeah. is what you call her. And so I really liked that. So I was a little sad when those stats get split back up again and everything. But it's like, if it means having Veronica back, it's worth it, you know, because Veronica is just such an entertaining, great character in this game. Yep. And, uh, and, and that's just, you know, I don't want to spoil all of the post game for people who maybe haven't played it. But, you know, that's just one of many things that you get to experience in Act 3 of Dragon Quest Eleven if you haven't played Act 3 yet. Like, there's yeah. so much stuff. You like, I mean, all of the stuff with Erdwin and Serenica and, and their friends, you know, like, all of that you really find out about in Act 3. All the stuff with the with the tackles that are walking around and, like, the little black tackle that's, that's pulling down Erdwin's lantern. Mm-hmm in the desert like all of all of those answers happen in act three you know the some treasure chest you can't open until act three like there's this whole game that happens in act yeah. three like they open up so much stuff that i it's just like if you haven't played act three I, there was so much stuff going on that i didn't even finish it all in act three before i wanted to move on to something else that i still need to go back to like there is a lot going on yeah, and this this isn't even us trying to be like elitist and saying, "Oh, you didn't really beat the game; you got to do this." This is us just being sad and like on our hands and knees, begging you to go play it because we want you to experience this. Yeah, this isn't <laughs> this is not the elitist gamer like, "Oh, you have to play the post game to experience everything." It's like, no, you have to play the post game to experience everything. Yeah. It's like we want you to to experience the actual story of this game that you've invested this many hours in because it is true, legit storyline and narrative that has everything to do with what you've already worked toward it's not even side stories yeah and and, you know if you're content with just stopping at the first credits you know fine i i i've done i think i've done everything in my power over the course of several episodes that we've done about this to try to get people to play that act three so yeah yeah that's true if you're not going to do it then we failed (laughs) we failed we We did all we could but we failed Yes, BJ and I are failures, which is a great place to end today's episode. That is true. <laughs> and if you think we're failures and you want to tell us, you can find us on Twitter at Dragon Quest FM. <laughs> That's right. Or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Dragon Quest FM. You can talk to me personally 
on Twitter at DragonQuestin, and you can read my regular Dragon Quest blog. That is at DragonQuestAustin.com. And you can talk to me and tell me I'm an abject failure at Professor Beege on Twitter. Uh, you can listen to me abjectly fail every week on the geek to geek <laughs> podcast. And if you would like to just direct message me and tell me how terrible Austin is, you can do that on Slack and Discord <laughs> at slack.geek2geekmedia.com or discord.geek2geekmedia.com. So next week, we will be back with our character spotlight we're going in order so next week is all about veronica's twin sister serena so we're going to be talking about serena even more next week thank you guys for listening and we'll see you then bye everybody